Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Hope that your day is starting off well. It's a little chilly out there, but otherwise not too bad. And uh, that's that's what you want, right? We're, we're close to Christmas. We're four days away from the big day. And you want it to feel Christmassy. It's nice sometimes when you have that, you know, 50 degree day. It's nice when you don't have to worry about trudging through snow to get to where you're supposed to go, but you do want it to feel a little bit Christmassy. Even me, the guy that hates snow, says I wouldn't mind if we had a dusting the, you know, Christmas Eve into Christmas morning, and then by the time I have to leave the house, it's it's all melted. But uh, we are looking at having a relatively warm Christmas. They're calling for it to be 48 degrees and mostly cloudy. In fact, the entire weekend is going to be above 40. 43 on Saturday with cloudy skies. 48 on Sunday with partly cloudy skies. 48 on Monday with partly cloudy skies. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, right around 50 degrees. Some rain next Thursday. And I can't see on my weather page here uh, into... New Year's Eve. doesn't go that far. It's just a 10-day. But we'll keep an eye on that for you. And uh, don't forget, too, New Year's Eve this year, if you're going to be going out to City Celebrates, the New Bedford celebration of New Year's Eve, no fireworks this year, but an LED drone show, which is enough to make me consider leaving the house on New Year's Eve. Also because it's at 830 and it'll probably be over by 9, and I can be home by 9.30. So that's that's fine by me. Maybe maybe you'll see me down there, because I've got to see this for myself. I'm pretty excited about it. You know what else I'm excited about? Later on this morning at 8.30, we will be joined by Academy Award winner 
Brian Helgeland, the New Bedford native who is the writer and director of the new film on Paramount Plus, Finest Kind. We're going to talk with him about that movie. We're going to talk with him about his career. And if you go to the WBSM Facebook page, you'll see where I shared that he's going to be on with us. You can drop some questions you'd like me to ask him there. You can also send me an email, tim at wbsm.com, or put them into app chat. And I will try to ask as many of them as I can of Brian Helgeland when he joins us. We have him for about 15, 20 minutes or so um, at 8.30. So we'll do the, the best that we can to get all of that in there. All of those questions in there. Because I'm sure you have things that you want to ask about. Not only for the, um, the, the, the film itself, but maybe even some of the backstory of how he came up with, say, character names or why he brought up certain places. I think it's uh, it's the kind of questioning that he'll only get here. You know, he's, he's probably out there doing a ton of interviews to promote this, and people are asking him about working with Tommy Lee Jones. People are asking him about, you know, the rising star that is Jenna Ortega. People are probably asking him about, you know, the, the biographical nature of the film. But we here on the South Coast, and particularly in the New Bedford fishing community can ask him questions that nobody else would ever ask him. So I'm pretty excited about that, and I think it'll be a, a fun talk with Brian Helgeland coming up at 8.30. And that's, I think he's out there in, uh, in L.A. because he's, he's getting up at 5.30 in the morning to talk with us. His time. We also had a bit of a, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a bittersweet story. Little melancholy, but also celebrational. That yesterday, as you know, the day is going on, and we had a bunch of things going on here yesterday, as we as we always do. And I'm sitting down at my desk in my office, working on some editing, some stories, and doing some production stuff, and you know, just kind of getting ready to take it easy next week. I'll be here all next week. But I'm going to try to do the bare minimum because why not? It's kind of a vacation week and I'm technically on vacation. So I'm going to try to do the bare minimum. So I'm, you know, just doing some stuff to get ahead. And uh, both Barry and Chris send me a link to a Facebook post from Jerry Barassa announcing that Barassa Hardware is closing. This is a shop that has been around for a literal century. It opened in 1924, and it will close in 2024. They're going to start after New Year's. They're going to start a clearance sale. And then after the clearance sale, they're planning on closing the doors for good on January 13th. And it'll be the end of an era, a hundred years of this Akoshan Avenue hardware store that was, you know, think of how many people over the years depended on that store. In the, the, the decades where people that lived in the North End didn't have cars, didn't need cars, they could get everything they needed right in the neighborhood. 
when they needed to fix something in their home, when they wanted to put together a project, when they just wanted to paint the walls, they would walk down to Borassa Hardware and they would get what they needed. But important, the most important thing is you wouldn't just get the materials, the, the items that you needed. You would get the advice, the know-how, the how-to. I don't mean this as a slight to anybody that works at a, at a Home Depot or a Lowe's. But there are a lot of people that work in those stores that don't know how to do the actual tasks that people are going there to buy the materials for. And that's, you know, that's fine. That's, that's not what they're expected to do. They're hiring people that will stock shelves and, and run registers and wait on customers and, and help customers find items. They're not hiring carpenters and electricians and plumbers. But back in the days of those neighborhood hardware stores, you kind of had to know those things. And a lot of times the people who ran the hardware stores might have known it, but a lot of times they picked up a lot of that knowledge by the people who would come in, the electricians, the plumbers, the carpenters. And just having those conversations back and forth. I used to go, I, you know, my, my grandparents both on both sides are from Randolph. I used to go to the hardware store with my grandfather. And back in those days, he went to NHD for a lot of things. But there was also the smaller kind of true value hardware store that he would go to for other things that he just couldn't find at NHD or special things. And everybody knew him. They would have conversations, not just about whatever he was doing, but also about the family. Usually, you know, hey, your kid's staying out of trouble. That kind of stuff. But it was... It was a community place. And, and not to sound sexist, but for guys, guys generally don't like to engage in a lot of conversation in places unless it's like a certain type of conversation. And if it's two places that we like to talk, it's the barbershop and the hardware store. And so Barasso was a store that had that kind of that atmosphere to it. And they did a lot in the community as well. Um, and we can get more into that. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts and memories of the store. 508-996-0500. Let's go to the phones right now. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Shaneen. Um, anyway, which, where is Barassa? It's uh, on a cushion of the Avenue. Um, yeah, kind of. Lab? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Um, let me. Let me tell you. I mean, I know where it is, but I just don't know all the side streets next to it. You know anything that's near it? Uh, give me one second. I'm going to pull it up here on the map. It's it's right down near, you know where Top Shelf is? Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm thinking, where Central Ave is. Okay. There was a pharmacy there years ago, and there's a um, a liquor store. There's like a, a restaurant. Anyway, a little breakfast place. You know, um... I'm wondering about Ace, but that's more of a chain. But I don't think they're going to, I don't really got a, I got a funny feeling they're not going to be around too much longer. Yeah, I think a lot of those, so those are kind of like a, a, a network. So they're independent operators, 
but this like network exists. It's kind of like like the Napa stores for auto parts where, you know, they're still around because even though they're independently owned, they're still the kind of the, the, the national backing of Napa. And so Barrasso was a true value store. You know, Rocky's over here is an A store. So there's kind of a, like that network that helps to keep things going. Yeah, but you know what? I, I you know what else is um, making all that go out is Amazon, and then the phones. You can look up anything. You said they can help you fix things. Well, now all you got to do is Google something, and it tells you if you've got a leak, leaky faucet, or you got this, and then it teaches you how to do it. Yeah, but you know what the catch is about that is if you need something from Amazon, it's still going to take at least a day to get to you. If your if your pipe is leaking today, you're running down to Borassa Hardware and you're getting the part that you need to fix it. I agree with you. That's why I don't buy on Amazon. But everybody's buying on Amazon and it's knocking out all these businesses out. It's terrible. And he's getting it. We have few people that are becoming billionaires. We have Google, who's they're all very wealthy, but they just got a lawsuit. Um, that other one that owns Amazon, Bezos, and that's it. And everybody else is going to fall by the wayside in the end. Well, I'll tell you, in this particular case, um, this is not a financial decision for them to close. This is a retirement decision. Uh, Therese and Jerry, who, who run the store, they're both you know, ready to, to kind of hang it up and there's no next generation to take it over. There's just Teresa's daughter who wants to uh, be, uh, she's majoring in communications in college. So she's not interested in coming back and running the store. So they just decided, you know what, we're, we're ready, we're done and there's nobody else. And, you know, I talked to her, I said, so you, you know, you didn't, you weren't offered to sell out to anybody. And she's like, we just didn't even entertain that. We just decided we wanted to retire. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. A lot of that's going on. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that the um, the mall was bank going bankrupt and off down with the mall? So the mall filed for bankruptcy. They filed for Chapter 11 protection. And this is something that they did already once before in 2020. And so they just go through the process of reorganizing their debt, and then they come out of it. They predict they'll come out of it in by February. But they say that that mall's doing very well, and now you're hearing this, but... That's another thing. People that are very high up on the echelon, they file bankruptcy and then they, it's, it's all, a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a system put in place to make sure that corporations like that don't have to uh, shutter their doors. But I mean, the company that runs it, Priot, they, they run a lot of different properties. So even though the, even though the Dartmouth Mall is profitable, uh, there's other malls that, you know, might be struggling a little bit. So they've got to reorganize some of that, but uh, they've already done it once and, and came out of it with no problem. So I would think that they can do the same thing again. I mean, they're opening up new stores in there. The Ulta Beauty just opened up. Uh, there's other stores that are popping up in there. So I think that, it's, uh, you know, that mall is healthy, but some other ones might not be. Okie dokie. All right. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. And uh, let's take another call here before I get to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, that's uh, the Barassa thing is not a financial. Uh, those I go in there once in a while. Um, I, I've always gone there. I love going in there. Like, for example, when my drain was clogged and I needed something to unclog the drain. And, you know, I would walk in there. They always had, like, unusual products. And they would tell me, he would tell me, like, you know, what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. He always had really good advice but like lately i could already tell you know age-wise that you know i think you know they're just tired they need to you know step back and relax and 
you know, it's really it's really kind of sad because in New Bedford, we really don't have a mom and pops of a mom and pop store like that um, where people, especially like females like me, older women are going to be able to go. You know, and and if you need some help, they always had good advice. You go to these big chain stores, usually can't find anybody in there. And when you do, um, unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, they don't even, like, they, they don't really even help you. But the other thing is, if you really look, though, in that area over there, Ward 2, you know, now you've got a little, a, a little issue. The Crave, Crave Restaurant, which is not that far down, is... Mm-hmm is closing or is closed. You got um, Top Shelf, which from what I've heard, I don't know if they're going to close, but he's got the business for sale. So depending on when he wants to get out and whether or not he's able um, to sell that business, now you got that that's going to be shut down. And now you got Barassa, which is also going to be closed. So you've got like three right there in the same vicinity, which, you know, it's not a good thing for the avenue especially the way the avenue has been. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I, I'm kind of sad that Barassa, and I get it, you know, people need to retire, and I could see both of them, you know, looking tired. It's time to hang it up. But Six yeah, days a week really they were bad. open, and they were there six days a week. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and they did. I have to tell you, every time I went in there, I mean, his, his shelves were fully stocked. And there was always a lot of people in there. Sometimes I really had to wait a while, but I didn't mind waiting because I knew that, you know, they were really going to help me and give me, I mean, they weren't out to sell anything, shove it down your throat. You walked in there, they asked you, you know, what was the issue or what you needed and they sold you what you needed. Um, And they always tried to find, which was another nice thing. They always tried to find like the cheaper way to help you out so anyway you have you have a good day tim you as well take care we can take more of your phone calls on barassa hardware 508-996-0500 i've got to take a break right now we'll be right back it's time to go into the newsroom now and get all the headlines of the day from ariel dorsey The Senate has adjourned for the year without a deal to fund the Ukrainian military and its war against Russia. The Senate will reconvene on January 8th. In the meanwhile, Senate and White House negotiators plan to hold virtual meetings on an emergency foreign and aid package over the Christmas and New Year's holidays. The Colorado Supreme Court justices who barred Donald Trump from the state's GOP primary ballot are getting threats. A nonpartisan group says significant violent rhetoric is being aimed on social media against the Colorado justices. The court ruled on Tuesday that Trump is not eligible to be president again because he engaged in insurrection in the 2021 Capitol attack. The Israeli military says they found tunnels under Gaza City leading directly to the houses of senior Hamas officials. The military claimed on Wednesday that some of the tunnels are over 60 feet below ground and have electricity, plumbing and surveillance cameras. Israel says the tunnels were used by senior Hamas officials for a protected daily movement under Gaza City. A storm packing a lot of Pacific moisture will dump heavy rain from Southern California to to Arizona from now through the end of the week. Forecasters say the storm could pour out a month's worth of rain over the next few days, leading to major travel problems, flooding, and debris flow. The heaviest rain will hit Los Angeles starting today.
The social media platform X is back online after a global outage. Over 70,000 U.S. users reported issues early Thursday, as did users in Canada, Britain, France, and other countries. X users said their feed stopped updating shortly after midnight, and some said they were unable to view posts. The cause of the outage is not yet known. Hulk Hogan is celebrating being baptized. The former wrestling champ and his wife Sky had a special ceremony recently at a Florida church in Indian Rocks Beach, where they both took part in a baptism. Hogan called it the greatest day of his life with no worries, no hate, no judgment, only love. In sports, the Celtics are back in the win column after blowing out the Kings 144-119 to in Sacramento. Jalen Brown and Derek White each had 28 points to lead the Seas in scoring. Peyton Pritchard chipped in with 20 points off the bench. And Drew Holiday recorded a double-double with 21 points and 10 assists. Saturday afternoon, the Celtics will visit the LA Clippers. The Patriots may be trying to get something for head coach Bill Belichick if they decide to part ways after this season. Belichick was hired by the Patriots in 2000 and has won six Super Bowls with the team. New England will be visiting the Denver Broncos on Christmas Eve. And the Bruins have dropped four of their last six games. They begin a three-game road trip when they visit the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you on this Thursday. Everybody, dry conditions across the region, mostly clear skies for this morning. But it does feel like in the mid to low 20s, bundle up, mostly sunny this afternoon. Temperatures in the upper 30s, a few degrees below average. Clear and very cold tonight, below 20. And then Friday, even colder, mostly sunny in the mid 30s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. And that is the song that I always kick off my Christmas music with. My favorite band. My favorite Christmas song. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning. Morning. morning Tim. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Um, hey, so I, I found something interesting for the, the local issue uh, in Dartmouth. So I heard there was like a, a survey monkey. Uh, website going around in, in Dartmouth and I looked into it and it's uh, they're trying to get the feelers out to see if the residents of Dartmouth are interested in municipal broadband hmm. and I wasn't sure on exactly what this was so I, uh, so I hit up a buddy of mine and we were talking about it for a bit 
And basically, the town will actually uh, invest money in the infrastructure, the hardware of broadband. Mm-hmm. And then you can, as the resident, can pick and choose whatever software company, you know, the, the software end of it, the actual internet you want. So it will not have to be Verizon. It will not have to be Comcast. You're not locked into those. There's a, a whole host of like a, a big list of, of service providers you'll be able to actually get a, get a hold of. And, you know, Dartmouth probably will put together a list on their, on like their website, like DartmouthFiber.gov or whatever you want to call it, uh, whatever they name their website. And you'll be able to pick a list of service providers. So I wasn't sure on how I thought about this. I was like, is that, I, I wasn't sure if that would be the role of government because to me, when I initially looked at it, I thought it was going to be like its entire, it, like it's going to be government owned internet. And I was like, dude, no, absolutely not. Right. Then when I was talking to my buddy, it was like, no, it's, it's basically like you're, you're suing your water, right? The town puts the, puts the pipe in the ground and that's basically all you got, right? So, so it'd be the, the hardware is government owned and the, the maintenance would be also government owned or the maintenance could be privatized out. And then you get the software for free or well, software uh, privately which I thought was very interesting because there's a lot of areas in Dartmouth while you have a, a congested area right around the center of town, which is, you know, Dartmouth Mall and the town hall and stuff. But you have rural areas like deep, deep north Dartmouth near Freetown, and then you have really rural south Dartmouth over by, like, Horseneck Road and stuff that don't they don't get a lot of great internet down there. And in today's day and age... That's critical infrastructure. That's just as uh, internet is just as critical as electricity nowadays. You know, True. you have a lot of businesses being run out there, a lot of businesses being run in in rural areas. They need access to to high speed. This would be extremely high speed internet. And you know, I, I thought it was. I think it's it's something that we should look into. Um, and I just I just wanted to put it out there to you because I thought that was that was really interesting. It's the first time. I've really heard about it, but I guess it's really popular. Even Taunton uh, has something similar to this. Yeah, Fairhaven went through, I know they voted to do it a couple of years ago. I don't know if they've actually completed the process. Um, if Marcus is listening, maybe he can text me and let me know. But the um, the this is something that a lot of towns are looking at doing, mainly because, as you said, it, you know, the Internet is such a critical resource that these towns and municipalities want to be able to go out there and, and make the repairs. They want to be able to, uh, you know, make the upgrades and not have to wait for the provider to come around and do it. But then the other big part of it too is, like you were saying, you can get faster speed that way because you're not coming out of the central hub uh, that's going to everybody else. You're building a more dedicated network that is only covering the people in your town so it doesn't dilute the signal any. Right, right, exactly. And and the other thing is is going to be significantly cheaper he was telling me he, yeah. he said it's going to be rather than paying you know 150 200 for just the internet uh you're talking about 50 bucks you know i mean he said don't quote me on it because there's, there's a significant amount of uh research that they still going to do on that end uh but it could be that that type of like variance on the pricing and a lot of it has to do with you know you're you're able to control your own costs. 
And, and, and you're able to do that by allowing for competition when, you know, unfortunately, cable and internet service is a bit of a monopoly. You've got three yeah, it's a, it's, providers, really. Right. You have only Comcast, Verizon, and... and if, you want, I if, you want, if you want Dish. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you have Starlink, you have all these satellites, but those are exorbitant amount of money for, uh, per month. And, and, it's and not, not they're very, not available it, in every area. Some areas have exclusive... Right. Con like, New Bedford has a contract with Comcast, so that's why nobody in New Bedford can get Verizon. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, you... Um, I had T-Mobile for a while, like T-Mobile Internet. That was horrendous. Uh, initially, initially it was good, but then it just fell off the, the face of the earth when it when it came to, like, my second and third month. All of a sudden, I was lagging out. And in and, and a lot of places, they have that problem, especially your rural areas. Like, we have, like, Westport uh, is a perfect example of that. You know, you're going to have these rural areas that they don't have access to, to Internet. And... Rural areas of, of Florida, too, um, like just on the outskirts of Fort Myers, going to the Glades and all that stuff. The only access you have is DSL. Like, yeah. I had DSL in 2009. They are way behind the times out there. And, and this type of uh, role of the government, like that, that was my biggest concern was what is the role of government and a lot of people talk about they shouldn't get into certain areas, but providing infrastructure is a big role of government. And, yep. and Internet has now become such a critical role. It's not a nice to have. It, it is literally critical to the uh, to the economy. It, so if I, you, I think it's a good, good idea, but it's really interesting to look into even even further. If you want to if you want to get an idea of what it'll be like, ask the folks who live in Middleborough how long they yep. were without power after the storm on Monday. As com as compared to the people around them that have you know um, EverSource or NStar or any of these other providers, I don't know, uh, not EverSource, National Grid, uh, or these yeah. other providers, like because they are they were waiting until yesterday to get their power turned on. Some of the Middleborough Gas and Electric, they're usually out yeah. for a couple of hours, at the most, because they handle oh. it all themselves. And it'll be the same with the internet now if this is the right. route that they decide to go. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, so I just figured I'd, I'd pop in because that's first time I'm hearing about it, and I guess it's pretty popular. He, he was telling me like it's all over the different different areas of the country, like yep. even even in like conservative red Republican Tennessee, it's out there too. So it's it's because it, you know, you you look at your constitution. I know there's a lot of like conservative people that listen to the radio um, on BSM, and and you look at the the constitution, it's promote the general welfare not provide right promote the general welfare so make opportunity possible and i think infrastructure is, is critical to pro, uh to promoting the general welfare making access to commerce easier and that is specific to it absolutely all right jim have a good all one right, you as well and uh I'll, I'll say this i'm i'm for it i'm for it i think it's a smart play i think it creates the ability for the residents to have more control over where they want to go with their dollar for the internet because they're not locked into these contracts with providers. Now, the the contracts are, are a good deal because when you sign that contract, you know, you basically have everything is on now the back of that provider and that provider is providing a lot of money for other things. So, for example, 
in, in Wareham when Verizon wanted to come in to what had been a pre- predominantly Comcast town, there was a lot of money thrown around for helping to improve the town's wireless infrastructure so that they could uh, broadcast on cable access from football games and from the downtown parade and they could be live from all over the place. And that was something that was a focus. Uh, And a lot of other places, they'll invest a lot of money in training for community television production, which is twofold because it serves the purpose that they have to utilize the public airwaves for some of that for. And then also part of it too is they've got these channels that they need programming for. So it's beneficial when you have residents that go out and make those, especially in this day and age when people are making their own television shows, and I'm using radio air quotes on that, uh, that they do on the internet. And a lot of times what you're seeing now produced for cable is just those shows made from somebody's home and then provided to the cable network to run. There's a website where... Uh, all the local cable access stations can, they're members of it and they can all log in and they can download any program they want. So you can get like, so my friend Jeff Belanger had a show on cable access called 30 odd minutes and he produced it in his hometown here in Massachusetts. And then they put it up on this website and it was downloaded all over the country and it gained a huge following from people that just happened to cross it on their local cable access station. So, you know, you need that kind of programming too. And when the cable companies sign these deals, they invest a lot of that money into that. So I got to take a break here. Well, when we come back, we can talk more about that. We can talk more Borasa hardware, whatever else is on your mind, 508-996-0500 or use the app chat option or open line voicemail feature on the WBSM app. And we have a few moments here before I'll have to take my last break of the hour because we do have the NFL preview coming up for tonight's Thursday night football game. But let's go back to the phones. Good evening. You're oh, good evening. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Boy, you must have had a hot night. Good I'm, evening. I'm confused because it's still dark outside. <laughs> uh, anyway, about Barassas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawnee, my friend Shawnee, she was right. Central Avenue's right there because I lived on that street. And I've been into Barassas so many times for everything you can imagine. Uh, I was super friendly with the female owner. We have long talks in there. And uh, she used to give me some tomatoes. She had a nice garden. We would talk about her garden. And one summer, she gave me the biggest bag of tomatoes. Well, I never enjoyed anything more than that. But anyway, sorry to see them go. I know they have to retire, but a lot of things are going out. Now, if you remember across the street on that other corner, the, the four corners around where we're after, there was a pharmacy there. Shawnee was right. And then a few doors down was Barassas. And on the other corner, do you remember the bullpen? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not still there, right? They haven't even noticed. Are they there? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. And the summers, because I, like I said, I lived right down the street on Central Ave. Motorcycles out there. Anytime you went driving by there, when that place was there, all kinds of noise and activity going on. It wasn't as dead looking as it is now. And then across the street, on the other corner, there was a coffee shop there for a while. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's there anymore. And it was, uh, I think it was called the Eight Ball. They used to have a big picture of an Eight Ball. Oh yeah, no, Table Eight. Table Eight's still there. Uh, what is it? Table Eight. Oh, Table Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I have to call it the Eight Ball because that's all I remember was that that Eight Ball. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a little apartment, a little building of a few apartments only, right on that other corner, right across the street from it, all in the same area. You could rent a, a room there. I think they're rooms. They're not really apartments. They're rooms. 
It's definitely, you know what I'm about? yeah, it's definitely that feel of, you know, the neighborhood where you had everything that you needed. You know, you, you only had to yeah. walk a few feet to get everything you needed. Yeah. There's a barbershop. And there was always barbershops, different ones. It always opened up when one closed, another barbershop came right in the same place. People always need haircuts. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, the avenue we used to, my big memory was the Capitol Theater. Going every weekend and seeing Creature Double Feature and, and what was good about that place when the movies were done, you could sit there and rewatch it all over again. They never came down the aisle and said, you got to go. Are you going to pay again? Nope. We could sit there and watch it over and over. Everything's gone. Remember Benny's in Fairhaven? Gone. Yeah. yeah. The um, Two Value Outlet Dartmouth? Gone. Long gone. Building 19. I think we're going to have a vast wasteland, wasteland over here. Well, I mean, the hope, the hope is that as some of these spaces have sat empty for a while, they might be repurposed into new things, but there's always new con- new concepts and new ideas that have been coming out in, uh, in brick and mortar places. So maybe, maybe the next big boom for those is right around the corner. Well, maybe, but it'll never be like it was no matter what they put now. Yeah. Gone to the days where you could stop into them little mom and pops places and it's less and less you see places like that. They got a lot of these uh, bodegas, they call them. What does that word mean? Bo- anyway? Bodega? It's like, you know, that's kind of like a little convenience store. Kind of has like a little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're still around. I see a few of them being there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take this break yeah. here before well, the NFL you. thing. Thank you for the yep. call. Yep. Y- you Bye-bye. have a good day. And uh, let me take... Take this break, and we'll get the preview for tonight's Monday night, uh, Thursday night football game, rather. And remember, we have Brian Helgeland joining us at 830. All right, coming up in just a few seconds, we're going to get the preview for tonight's Thursday night football matchup between the Saints and the Rams. Uh, who will leave SoFi Stadium with an important win? We'll find out about that. But also, we can talk a little bit later on as we're talking about the Internet. There is uh, some classes planned by Coastline. Of, to help seniors learn how to use their electronics devices, especially as they'll probably be... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.